Okay, in today's episode, I'm gonna be talking about how to basically put your systems creation on autopilot. This is gonna need you to have a bit of a mindset shift to also encourage to develop, your encourage your team to develop a culture of continual improvement in your company. Um, and to do this, we're gonna be talking about four particular things or specific things. How to identify which systems in your business need your focus or your team's focus right now. We're gonna be talking about that mindset shift that you need to actually make. We're gonna be talking about how to get this done even if you've never done this before, you actually hate the whole systems thing and aren't into tech or whatever else, process maps and the rest of it. And really to finish with the incredible results that you will get if you apply what you're gonna learn today in your business. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so let's kick off by having a look at how we teach our clients and how we in our business identify the areas of that we need to focus our attention on in order to make sure that we are systemizing the right things. You can spend hours and days and weeks and whatever just basically putting too much time and effort into the wrong parts of your business. Maybe it's parts of the business you really enjoy. Maybe it's the business, the parts of the business that you actually do every day and you're thinking this would be so nice if it was nicely polished and systemized. But that may not actually be the best part or the, the right thing for your business at that moment if you're looking to actually make progress and push forward. So how do you do it? Well, what when you're trying to identify what it is you're going to be doing, think about what isn't working in your business right now. Where are the bottlenecks? What is taking too much of your focus? Where you're having to give your team or your virtual assistants or your staff, where you're having to give them too much feedback and nurturing and handholding? Where are things that just you feel they just need fixing? They're not working right. You're not getting the results that you want. Or maybe your clients aren't getting the results that you expect them to get and you want them to get. Maybe you're just feeling too involved in a part of your business or um, yeah, the, all those things. Or you're just basically feeling stressed and overcommitted to any one area of your business. Those are really good signals or you know red flags to say, look, that needs a bit of focus and attention. And this leads me seamless, seamlessly into the next topic I want to dive into. And that is the mindset behind this. How do you, as a business, how do you actually just embrace the idea of creating systems as part of your culture? Now, when we're talking about systems here, and what I'm talking about is how do you get stuff documented in such a way that other people can do it for you without you having to constantly give feedback and give uh, input and actually guide people through a process. If you can offload tasks or entire processes or entire pipelines in your business, if you can offload that to other people so they can do all parts of that succinctly, uh, consistently, reliably, to a high enough standard and without you having to give them any input, that is a beautiful system. That's what we're talking about here when I talk about systems. It's about creating your operations manuals and all the other bits that fit together to make that happen without your involvement. And if you have stagnant systems in your business, 
things that aren't being developed, things that are just basically sat there, not actually being looked at, then those stagnant systems, they can really drag your business back and they can create bottlenecks, which means you don't get the results you want. And people, it's going to be like people have been stuck in their ways. You know, often with our clients, we often have to help them to understand about trying to get the mindset shift, not just them themselves, but also in their staff too. People are often afraid of change or some people are afraid of change. They like the status quo. They like things being just the way they've always been. So when you try to you know, mix things up a bit and disrupt things from within your business, then actually some people can really be quite fearful of that. And they can then push back on you actually getting the changes that you want. So people get stuck in their ways for those sorts of reasons. And when they've been in a job for a long time, they're just comfortable. They like what they do. They don't want to have to think and do stuff. So you have to, you know, encourage them to do that. And if by the end of today, you'll have the tools and the attitude in order to do that or the mindset in order to do that. And also not just people, but processes. So Things that you looked at a year ago, how you do part of your business, how you, you know, send emails out, how you update your website, how you uh, create your products, how you test things, how you do customer research, whatever it is that you do in your business, you know, lead gen or sales, whatever, you've got to keep on actually improving those things forever. Now, there's this like, like I talk a lot about, you know, removing yourself on the day to day grind of your business. It doesn't mean you're going to be able to just sit on the beach 24 seven and do nothing. Like if you want your business to grow, if you want your business to like continue growing, you need to be the leader. And whatever level that is at, whether you're the you're the operations manager, the CEO, whether you're the you're the, um, the actual the, the visionary in the business and do nothing else. But you've got to be there pushing things forward because unless somebody is driving it and you can delegate this down as you get bigger, but unless somebody is driving this, this continual need to improve, processes stagnate and then bad things happen because they just don't either, they don't work anymore or you're just not getting enough bang for your buck and you're not getting the value out of your team because they haven't got the things in place that need to do it. So one of the key ways in which you as an individual, as a business owner, can start totally transforming the way that your business as a wide, the wider business, your team, actually um, the value they put on to systems improvement and to actually uh, to know where they should be putting their efforts in is when you change your understanding and your belief in the value of this. And I went through this actually really recently with one of my new, one of my uh, new elite coaching clients. And they started like, and they're, they're really pushing back against this. They knew they needed them, but they really pushed back. And then over the next couple of weeks, after being a couple of coaching sessions, suddenly they came to me and said, they're in, they get it. You know, their, their mindset had changed. And then rather than almost like pushing back against what I was trying to tell them, they were now taking like wanting more and trying to push it down to their team. Their value, their value or the way they valued this idea of systems improvement shifted. And as soon as you shift your value, you shift your focus. So imagine for a second, if you're walking down a street and I take this, this uh, analogy or this, this story from a, a book I read by Dr. Demartini um, called The Values Factor, a great book all about values. And Imagine you're walking down a street and, you know, with your with your partner and you get to the end of the street and someone turns out, turns around to you and say, cool, just a quick you know, spot quiz. What shops are on this street? I guarantee you'll get different answers from the two people walking down the street. One of you may be into you know, electronics and and uh, cars or whatever. The other one may be into fashion or beauty or babies or whatever. And so 
those are the things, those are the shops that you would have noticed on the way down just because your subconscious, your focus in the back of your mind is looking out for those sorts of things. So if you can shift your value on how much you value the system's improvement in your business, you will actually automatically, subconsciously, without having to think about it, just like my new client is now doing, you'll be able to actually, or you will spot the, the, the areas of your business that need uh, you or your team to actually put focus on it. And this is actually um, something that is it's part of the brain. When I did neurology as part of my medical degree, it's the uh, the reticular uh, activating system, the, 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 the reticular activating system, sorry. And it's about that that sort of like a subconscious awareness of things going on. You spot things. Like when you buy a, a new red car, you'll see loads of red cars that you never saw before. That's exactly that same sort of thing. And it's like the reason it's there is because you know, when you're learning language, for example, you'll hear a word, you know, someone will teach you a word, you'll hear a word, you hear it lots and lots and lots. So you actually learn how that word fits into conversations because you're now aware of it. And you, if you ever learn a, a language as an adult, like I have in Swedish, then that happens. You you learn a new word and suddenly it's everywhere. Well, you never even heard it before because you, your brain wasn't looking out for it. So that's where it comes from. And it's a really easy thing to switch on. You just have to actually start thinking that this is important. And then actually your brain will do the hard work for you. It's a really, really cool thing. Um, so when you adopt this mindset, as I said, you'll you actually spot the, the opportunities that come along. And so if you can pass that value onto your team and you have this as part of your company value. So one of our values is we value um, systems, like we value using systems to improve performance, to increase productivity, to make our team do more with less. Uh, we value that as one of our company's core values. And so we talk about this every single week in our companies, in our company meeting, and therefore it becomes the value of my employees. And so they now start this, their particular activating system is triggered to spot opportunities where they can improve the process they're working on. And so they are now doing the hard work for us. And so the conversely, if you don't do this, if you have a mindset of, oh, I hate systems, our oh, systems are so boring, or oh, I hate process mapping, or oh, I hate, you find loads of reasons not to do this, or I'm just not a systems person, I just don't get it. Whatever excuse you can give yourself to, to, to like to almost a push back from actually engaging with this as a company. And I'll talk about how you overcome that or what you do if that is you, because that's fine. You don't need to be the person that does this, but you have to value it. You have to see, and I hope by the end of this episode you will, how valuable having systems in your business is. And therefore, if you value it, then you will. And what I was just about to say, conversely, if you don't and you stay stuck in that mindset of it's not my thing, you know, it's, you know, I can't, I don't want to do it you won't spot them. You won't activate your reticular activated system and therefore you won't actually be spotting these things subconsciously and it'll be such an effort for you to do it, you probably just won't. So as I said, the big take home from this is make systems, systems improvement, systems development, one of the highest values in your company, project that to your team and then they will do most of this hard work for you. And we do this, as I said, by talking about in our company meetings, um, we also have uh, this sort of practical how to actually implement this, this or how to build up this culture. Um, so we, we have a, in our company meetings, we talk about this every single week as part of our values. We um, have a monthly task, which is about people identifying uh, tasks they're currently working on in order for them to say, look, this could be done better. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a way of uh, getting them to poke the box 
just stealing a term from Seth Godin, getting them to you know try new ideas out and allowing them, really importantly, allowing them to fail. So when you've got a system that needs improving, you don't know what the improvements are going to be that are definitely going to work. You've got a good idea, maybe, you know, maybe your team can throw a few, a few ideas at you. The only way to know it for sure is to do it. And sometimes that will fail. So you as a business owner, if you want to build this culture of continual improvement without you being stuck in the middle, doing absolutely everything yourself, you need to encourage people to do it. So like, you know, like as go as far as like we do, assign a task for them to actually have this as part of them their routine to actually think about this. But then when they come up with suggestions on how they can actually make an improvement or what they think would be an improvement in something they're doing, allow them to have a go. And if they fail, if it doesn't go right, celebrate it anyway. Say, amazing that you tried. Is there anything else we can do? Don't say, why have you wasted time doing that? Because I promise if you look at yourself you'll realize you fail all the time. And that's how you actually move forward. You fail, you fail, you fail, you get it right. You know, and I talk about in a previous episode recently about Michael Jordan, you know, failing more than anybody. And that's why he's the most successful basketball player of all time, because he failed more than everybody. And it's that culture you need to get in. So sometimes your staff, not sometimes, quite often, or even most of the time, your staff are focusing on the results they think you want to get to, uh, them to do or, or them to get for you. So if you're a business owner and on their KPIs, they are, you know, make 10 sales. Now they're going to focus on them sales. They're going to get on the phone and they're going to phone people and they're going to make the sales. Or if it's, you know, whatever it is, whatever their KPIs are, whatever their things you're measuring, their key performance indicators, whatever you're measuring or you're basically assessing their, their, their productivity or you are like, how do you do your appraisals with them? You know, what is it you're looking for in that person? If they don't do that, then you're going to think they're a bit rubbish and then you might fire them. That's going on in the back of their mind. So... Um, people get bogged down in the doing so much that they don't realize if they just spent a little bit of time on innovation, on thinking, how could this be done better? It would actually free up more of their time so they could get more results, more productivity, hit their targets higher because they're so they're not able to do that because they're so bogged down in the doing. So you have to um, you, you have to be pushing this until it becomes part of their mindset, until it becomes part of the culture of your business. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but it means you have to push it. You have to increase the value that you, that you have to project, I should say, the increased value in you. You have to put that into your uh, terms of engagement, your position agreements, whatever you have with your team, or just have a conversation with them and tell them how valuable it is. And actually set time aside if need be for them just to focus on this stuff. How could you, if you're making 10 sales calls a day and that's taking up eight hours, how you know spend an hour a day trying to figure out how to do 20 sales calls a day, you know, in less time. So, so give them that, give them the space and allow their productivity to drop for a short time to get that fast, that, that increase later. So it's sort of like go slow to go fast. There's a book about that too. Uh, go slow to go fast sort of culture, as in spend a bit of time doing the hard work now to be able to reap the rewards going forward. You have to really push that to a lot of your staff. Some of them will be innovators. Some of them will just do this, you know, because they love it. But a lot of them will be focused so much on the results that they won't um, they won't actually look at how they're doing it. They'll just be keeping on doing it and doing it and doing it. And so you can help with that. So um, I talked before about how to do this by, by actually assigning a task. And uh, that's part of our, our six step outsourcing process, which we teach all of our clients. And 
so when to do, just going back for that for a second so when we assign this task to people to on a monthly basis we then schedule a time to actually sit down and review that with them and as i said before we discuss it we, we, we they come up with their own suggestions and then we say yeah go on crack on and have a go um okay so one final point i've sort of done this slightly out of order so apologies but um going back to that point about give, allowing people to fail forward i had a little story that i wanted to tell you about that so allowing people to try 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 without actually and encouraging or um yeah encouraging them or celebrating the trying as much as the win and so this is a good analogy i think is about you know if you're in a business and you're only looking for the end game the only joy you're going to get out of running your business is when you get rich the likelihood of you ever getting there is very small because you're going to burn out whereas if you enjoy the journey and you actually are enjoying what you're doing and you're basically, you know, um, regardless of failures or wins, you're just enjoying the process, you're much more likely to get there. So if you enjoy, the person that enjoys running will get run further than the person that wants to run a marathon. Because the person enjoys running will just run because they enjoy it. And a good example of how you can do this with your own team, can you can take it from, you know, lessons if you've got kids, you can take it from lessons uh, of how you encourage your kids to do better. So uh, we were playing mini golf through the day on holiday with my son, and he was basically trying to get this really difficult shot. And we did it time and time again. I was helping him hold the club and we were bang, 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 bang. And I think we tried about 20 times of trying to get it up this little slope uh, into this hole. So it goes around, you know, the whole mini golf course. And, uh, and in, eventually he gave up. And I didn't turn around to him at that point and say, oh God, why did you give up then? Because he had tried, he had tried, he had tried. He did it like diligently and normally he failed, he quits really soon. So I just said, amazing. Well done for trying so hard. Well done for keeping on going and really trying and for like, and, and for owning the failure. I didn't say it like this, but for owning the failure without getting upset. Because he just walked away and said, oh, I'm, I'm going to walk away and do something else. And I'll try something else. And he went on to the next hole. And that was a great example. And I hope that I've been an influence on that that I've tried to encourage him that it's the trying that's as important as the winning. And this is the sort of thing you need to actually encourage your team to do if you're managing your team directly or encourage your managers to do with, with their directs uh, if, you, if you have managers and you're a little bit bigger. So we've talked about the mindset shift that you need to make and to get your, your staff to make in order to shift your focus and activate your, your subconscious, your reticular activating system to actually do the hard work for you. We've talked about some ideas about how you can get your staff to do this and the importance of uh, allowing people to fail and, in, and actually setting time aside for them to actually think about systems improvement to actually increase their productivity and therefore smash their KPIs and giving them the, the capacity to do that in the working day. And now I want to talk about what to do if you're not a systems person. How do you do all this if really you don't hate systems? If you're the visionary in your company, like many of our clients, you know, we're a, you know, a systems orientated business. We help people to uh, to do all these things I'm telling you here, like to, to develop the culture, to have the, the tools, the apps, the frameworks, the blueprints to be able to create systems effortlessly in their business. That is what we do. And so we attract often, we attract people who aren't, who don't find this easy because they want our help to do it. It sort of like makes sense. So those visionaries, those people who they've got big ideas for their company, how do, how do we get them and their, their companies or their businesses to actually start creating systems if they really don't like it? So first of all, it's a mindset shift. And I've already talked about that. 
But so once they value the systems, and often they come to us because they, they do value it, even if they don't quite get it yet. Uh, and now we need to actually um, get them to, or get their companies to implement them. And the big take home from this is if you're not a systems person, if you really, really do not get excited about automations, about flowcharts, about processes, about documentation, about checklists, if you don't get excited about all the stuff that I think about every single day all day long, because I actually love it, if you're not like me, and you are more, you know, and you, whatever your passion is, then you need to realize it doesn't need to be you that does all this stuff. You're the person that values it. You value the result you're going to get from having systems. That's your role in this. And once you value it, as I discussed before, we project that to our team, we value it and then we move people forward. And then you need to find people that love it. And I bet you now, if you've got you know, more than a couple of staff in your business, if you just do a survey of your staff and start asking them, you know, which, which of you like apps? Which of you like messing around with any sort of automations? Have you ever done a, written a flow chart before? And if they haven't, let them have a go at a, a few bits of this. And you'll find somebody that just, that, that it just switches something on in them. And it's like some people just get this, love it, and wanted to do more of it. And that's me. You know, I did a degree in computing 20 odd years ago. And I've that passion for technology and about, you know, me being able to get stuff done automatically by writing a program for it. I mean, that's super exciting. I don't do that anymore. My time is spent doing other things, more, more, more high value visionary stuff now. But, you know, that, that passion is still there in me. And that's why I started this business, Systems and Outsourcing. And so, so, so you need to find someone like me within your organization. And you don't need someone to be a visionary. You just need someone to get it, to want it, to love it, and to actually want to do this day in, day out. And that is the person that we need to nurture up to start looking at your systems. And so um, we call that, so in our company, we call it either the systems innovator or, you know, we used to call it just the, the systems manager. We used to, the systems innovator, I think, is, is, a, is a, nicer, a nicer term. And, you know, you talk about finding your genius. Well, this is it. Find the person in your company has the genius or has the want to be the genius. And then you need to develop them. So the few things that this is sort of going through the how to create your own systems innovator or your own business process consultant or whatever term you want to call this within your business. So you don't have to pay, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands to get a you know company to come in and start doing this for you. If you can start doing this yourself day in, day out, you'll slowly chip away and actually uh, build a company built on systems from within without having to power expenses to consultants to come in and do it when you're, you know, you've grown too big to do it yourselves. And this is the stuff that we, this is the core of what we, we train our, 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 our clients and their staff to do. And so um, first of all, there's training. So get them to understand about how to document effectively, how to do process mapping, how to do systems design, you know, how to get them to understand about automations. How do they all fit together? How can they present that in such a way that other people can, can understand it that aren't maybe systems oriented and there's training available you know we, we offer this but there's lots of other training you can go on to youtube you go to udemy you can find bits and bobs of training in this i'm not trying to sell you anything here i'm just trying to explain that this is what you need to do in order to get systems creating business without you know without you being the person doing it and you if you're you know not really sure on you know okay well what does this look like how do I actually you know um what do i need to do or uh you know what what should i uh, focus on next or how do I develop part of my system? I mean, I, I take this lesson that I'm going to explain now from um, Russell Brunson, from his books about marketing. And he talks about the Dream 100. And it's a brilliant um, philosophy to have for your business. And I love it. And it's basically about 
this concept of GM100 in marketing terms is about looking what your competitors and the influence, influencers in your market space, what they are doing, and mainly the influence of the big guys or girls in your market space. You know, what are they doing right now? And then sort of not copying as in like copy and pasting, but copying their ideas, copying the way they post. I mean, we just had a, a meeting this morning, in fact, and my podcast promotion manager, she came on and uh, what I tasked her with was to go and look at people like Neil Patel, Alex Hormozzi, uh, Russell Brunson, people that I follow regularly and say, you know, go and look at what they are posting on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, um, wherever else. And, uh, and have a look how, you know, what, what do their videos look like? How are they edited? You know, what, what overlays they have? How are the text, uh, the, the, the subtitles done? You know, and then, and then, um, and that way, that, that I'm not the one teaching them to do it. We haven't got to pay for a course to do it. We're literally just copying what they're doing and applying that that sort of style almost to our own uh, to our own videos, to our own content, to our own pieces. And this goes for emails, whatever. And the same thing, the reason I'm talking about this is not because I want you to teach you how to do marketing, but the same thing applies to your systems. Because you can go and have a chat with somebody about the systems they're using, look at the systems that people are using, dig into, you know, have a look at, um, for example, if you if you see like a really cool um, app, like the other day I was on a course and they had this really cool, not the other day, it was about six months ago. <laughs> they had a, actually 12 months ago, but there you go. Um, and they had on their, their course page, it's a marketing course that I do, and they had a course page and on there was this embedded calendar. And I thought that's really cool. I don't have that on my on my website, on my on my course. So I tasked them to find out what it was. And then we did some research and looked actually at other 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 apps out there and found the one that fitted our needs best. And now we have this and it's a brilliant system. I didn't come up with the idea. I got the inspiration from somebody else that I, you know, trusted and I'd paid didn't have to pay, whatever. You just see something on someone's website and say, that looks cool, let's do that. That's what I'm talking about. If you buy something from somebody and you have a great experience, try to record it. So I do, whenever I purchase something online, I literally record my screen while I'm purchasing it because then it means that that buying process, if it was super slick, you know, and I got some really cool emails or there's a cool pop-up or whatever, I can I can emulate that. And, or you know, the systems, you know, the system, like uh, looking at how someone writes a quiz. If you've got, like, quizzes are really cool. We're in the process of writing one now for, for you know, a, a, a like a, a systems quiz so you can you can assess where you're up to in your business with regard to systems and then we can give you specific advice based on the results of that quiz um, and so we're looking at doing that and so we, we look at okay which influencers out there are already using that sort of technology what technology are they using and you can obviously often find that uh, there's an app called something like oh, this is built on i'll try and find it and put it in the show notes and it basically tells you what software the app the, the particular website's built on and so for web based this is really useful or you can just ask them you know go into their chat group say hey i love your quiz what do you use for it and i've done this for a course called donald miller they've got a course sorry uh, with a business made simple donald miller um his his uh, his uh, course platform really slick platform love it so i actually just got onto their help desk you know i pay i pay a couple hundred uh, pounds a year to be involved in, uh, to be on that particular platform um, and I basically just said to their team, hey, love your platform. What what do you run it on? Unfortunately, in that case, it was it was a bespoke person, you know, uh, 
uh, a bespoke bit of software they had created. So I couldn't borrow it. But often my other, to so my, co- my marketing coaching, I, what, I asked them what they were actually, they told me as part of the program, but they use, they use Kartra as their, their platform. So I can say, okay, if I want something to look like the, the, uh, John's uh, platform, then I can use Kartra. If I want to look like Donald Miller's, then I'm probably gonna have to pay for something a little bit more expensive and design it myself. So this is ideas of what you and your team of how you can see where opportunities for process involvement are and internally as well, you know, automations and all that stuff. You can um, go into masterminds, you can ask people, you can come into our Facebook group, you can ask us and you know, you can actually do your own research by great experiences that you um, have had or things that you've gone think are gone really well. So a bit of a long point on that, but it's such, such a useful thing to think that, you know, if you don't know what you don't know, then have a look and, sorry, if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, I should say. So have a look what other people are doing and borrow their ideas. Okay, so um, I'm gonna, you know, one of the things I I will dive into in, um, in more detail is how we actually go through this process of developing our systems, uh, our systems, uh, system innovators can't remember the word, so I will dive into that in a bit more detail in, in a later episode. Um, but for now, I just wanted to really cover these are some things we train them up, we train our staff up, we put them on courses, and we get them to go out and look. Or we personally will spot things, or I'll personally spot things, and then ask them to figure out what it is that that, that company uses, and then sort of like uh, go back from there and actually then start implementing it ourselves. Okay, so what if you do this? What if you actually create this culture of continual process innovation, continual improvement in your business. If you're constantly out there with this mindset of looking, you know, where can I actually improve and refine and streamline the stuff that we do? Well, if you do this, then your staff will have a bigger impact every single day. When they can get more done with less and get, you know, have more productivity with less or equal time, then they will enjoy their more work more. They will feel valued in the company because they're producing more than they were before. They'll be excited about working for you because they can see that they're actually improving just simply by the systems and technology around them. So they're able to perform at a higher level. And you know, when they see the results, they'll want to do more of it. And then we go back to the, the reticular activator system that I talked about before, that they will then actually be in, inspired to actually keep on process with this process improvement mindset because they can see that the actions that they took have led to actually improvements in their personal or their team colleagues or their colleagues um, teammates uh, productivity instead so and for you because your staff are having a bigger impact you get more value from your staff secondly i've mentioned this a little bit before but with process improvement your team does more with less therefore you increase your revenue because your productivity has gone up. And if you're focused on the right things, your revenue should go up. There's less burnout in your team because they are not you know, running around at 600 miles an hour, spinning every plate, trying to do everything because you've got systems to help them do it. You will increase your profits because your costs of actually getting stuff done, the labor costs especially will go down. And therefore, because your costs have come down, your profits should go, should go up. And really importantly, the more you do this, the more you innovate with your systems, your processes, your streamlining, your uh, process improvement, then the more time your staff will have to put into their passion projects to make them feel like they're actually you know, doing something for themselves. They'll give them a massive boost and hopefully the passion project will come back to you and make you know, a, add massive value to your company 
as well. So just as a really summary for those, like what, what are the main points that are um, uh, about what if you do this? So you basically get better results, you become more efficient, and you give people more ways to get more done in less time. And so just as a summary of what we've covered today, we've talked about how to identify which systems you need to, attend, to put your attention to. We've talked about the mindset shift that you need to make in order to not only to change the way you think about systems, but also your whole team, and then to actually get your subconsciouses working on this in overtime without you having to do any extra work. We've talked about how to empower other people to actually do the systems creation for you, and therefore, um, without you having to be involved with this at all yourself. And also, um, we talked about the incredible and massively uh, business-changing or life-changing results you can get because your team will be more empowered, they'll do more, and you will be more profitable as a result. So as I said, I will jump into the behind the scenes of the actual steps we take into creating a systems innovator in your company, and I'll do that in another episode uh, just because of time. But if you found this useful, if you found this particular episode useful, then please do leave me a review on your favorite channel. Just hit it right now while you're listening to this. Hit the dots or whatever it is. Go through the review. Leave us a review. Five stars is always appreciated. Um, and just, just let me know what you found useful about this particular episode or if you've listened to other episodes, anything particular you found useful about them. And yeah, please share this with your friends, uh, friends and family and colleagues. Anyone you find think will find this interesting. Share this with your staff. Let them understand what it is that you're expecting of them and why. And the easiest way to do that, and this is what I tell people all the time, is don't try and you know teach your staff everything you know. Send them to the source. Who did you learn this from? Was it from a book? Was it from a podcast? Then just get them to digest the same information and they will know the same stuff. That way you save your time. You're not trying to sort of sell secondhand information. You're letting them actually learn it from the person who's passionately telling this stuff, hopefully. And therefore, they were going to get more out of it. And uh, it doesn't take you any effort to do it at all. So that's it for today. I hope you found that useful. As I said, please hit, leave us a review. And uh, yeah, great to see you next time. Or, here, here, or great to catch you next week uh, when I next do this episode. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. Have a great day. Cheers. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts, so please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day, and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.